and welcome to Soap Secrets as we go into yet another lockdown. But let's hope for the next month we will be here um, keeping you happy with our Soap Secret podcast. Um, we have Victoria Wilson, our resident Holby City expert. Thank you very much for joining us today. And we also have Claire Rock, um, the amazing Claire Rock, who is going to talk about all the rest of the soaps. Now, without further ado, let's uh, chat about Holby City first, if that's okay, because... Um, I'm wondering what's going on with Sasha, Victoria, because he seemed, didn't seem himself really last week. And then he got kind of cosy with um, Jody, the patient. Can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, of course I can. Um, so, well, obviously, when, when we returned uh, to Holby, Sasha was in the grip of his grief after, after losing his fiancée, Essie, um, right before she basically passed away, right before they were due to get married. It was heartbreaking. Um, and so he was behaving really out of character. I mean, Sasha was just one of the kindest medics at Holby City it's just not got a bad bone in his body but he was really lashing out at everyone and you know he didn't want anyone near him and and lashing out everybody including this patient who was a bit of a hypochondriac you know she really wanted she needed a bit of TLC and he just wasn't there to give it um Jody um is the patient played by ex-Emmerdale actress Sean Reese Williams oh. um so she's very good actually um so however um so Sasha's behaviour, he sort of inadvertently sort of made her homeless. He sort of pushed her out of the hospital and then she fell out with her. Um, she, she had a boyfriend, but they fell out. So she sort of ended up homeless. Um, so then Sasha sort of felt a bit guilty and felt that he had a duty to help. Um, so he invited her to stay at his place and sort of one thing led to another and you sort of got the feeling that, that her staying there would maybe benefit them both. Mm. Um, so this week, uh, Sasha's stunned uh, when Jodie turns up on Keller as its new tea lady, <laughs> curiously. <laughs> um, and uh, it seems he's not the only one who's thrown by this. Sasha's uh, pals, Jack, Dom and Donna, are all sort of raising the side eye. Um, and they're concerned uh, when Jodie reveals they're actually living together. I mean, they Ooh. can't believe that he'd move on. Uh, so soon after Essie. Um, well, it's a so funny thing, after... though, grief, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. you can't really judge anybody for what they do, but in, in sort of, in principle, it does seem very soon, but I don't, sometimes you wonder if that's a kind of a, a way, a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he feels really awkward. It's obviously, she sort of announces this, and he, he, he's obviously trying to keep it under wraps. Um, he feels extremely awkward with having sort of Jodie on the ward but then then she sort of proves useful I mean there's a patient who doesn't really want treatment and she manages to sort of encourage him to stay I mean it looks like she'd make quite a good nurse actually because she seems <laughs> to have quite a nice bedside manner um and, and and so she encourages the patient to have treatment and then Sasha's like oh okay you know maybe maybe he might appreciate having her around and we get the feeling that she uh, could be around for quite some time Mm, now Cameron so yeah. Cameron's kind of finding glory in his new um kind of hero status but um he's, he's got a secret lover Nikki um and he's kind of issued with an ultimatum isn't he um mm. but is there something is there something up Cameron's sleeve 
There's always something up Cameron's sleeve. Mm. Um, make no mistake, this guy has got the biggest ego in the world. And uh, this week, so he's been hailed a hero. He's had his picture in the paper. Um, and after all his efforts during the um, COVID crisis and his sort of ha- how he's dealt with it, he's um, he's kind of reveling in his sort of newfound celebrity status. There's mm. a, a patient comes onto the ward and she's like, oh... Uh, I can't believe I'm in your presence. And, you know, there's talk of having selfies and all of this. He is absolutely loving it. Oh, I bet he is. I bet he is. This is exactly what he wanted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He doesn't hold back on the flirting as well. And that doesn't go unnoticed um, with with Nikki. Um, You know, she's like, oh, you know, you've got yourself a fan there. Um, So, obviously, privately, they're kind of seeing each other. I don't know friends with benefits you might call it um so she sort of says I don't really like sneaking around she sort of challenges him and she's like you know what are we doing here it it's clear she she wants to what she wants it to be a thing and she doesn't feel the need to hide things um but it's clear that he has no desire to go public with their relationship anytime soon and and in fact I suppose he thinks why do I need to stick with one woman at all Mm. So, um, obviously, in the same workplace is the real object of his desire, Chloe. And she sort of mentions she's noticed this this kind of newfound fame he's had and, and how he's, uh, you know, getting a lot of female attention. And she mentions, she, she says, oh, you know, you've got this sort of pick these days. And that, that kind of lights him up. And he's like, oh, OK, yeah, maybe I have. So he, his pick is her, and he plucks up the courage to ask her out. Oh my goodness me! Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just. There's got to be some, I don't know, sticky end, hasn't there, for him and his behaviour? It's just so. Well, she well, she agrees, and and I believe she thinks it's it's just going for a drink, and obviously we we don't see that happen, um, but. He, you know, in she agree because Chloe agrees to go out with him. He kind of drops Nikki like a bit of a stone, and um, mm. I mean, they say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So I definitely think we should watch this space for that. Uh, absolutely. And um, Jack, uh, mm-hmm. uh, how how is she? Because I I hear she gets a blast from the past this week. Yeah, she does. Um, she's really thrown when a patient um, turns up in the hospital he's on AAU at first and in he says he, he'll only sort of be treated by her um we ter- we find out uh, Clayton his name is and he has a condition called hypercalcemia which means he needs some glands removed as I said he only wants to be treated by Jack and, and when they sort of see each other she moves him immediately up to Darwin she she takes very good care of him totally one-to-one she moves other surgeries uh, to be there for him um, and it sort of soon becomes clear what what their history is. It turns out that they met in the psychiatric unit when Jack uh, that Jack was sent to last year. Um, so you get the feeling there is a a real sort of bond between the two of them. Um, that was uh, so following obviously following her mental breakdown. Um, so and but their relationship, this bond, whatever it is, doesn't go unnoticed uh, by Kean. Um, that her sort of on-off squeeze, I suppose you'd call him. Um, he 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 sort of instantly notices and and does to suspect there's more to their relationship, or was at least. 
um, than just being inpatient in a psych unit. Mm. Um, when he sort of sees the lengths Jack will go to to save Clayton's life, she, you know, she, I mean, she she turns down a spa break with Kean, and it's clear it's because she wants to be around the hospital. So. Kean does start to feel a bit sidelined. So I suppose there's two stories going on here, really. You know, are Gian over before they've begun? And mm-hmm. what is the deal with Jack and Clayton? Colby um, City really is ramping up its storylines, isn't it, yeah. at the moment? I mean, it's just it's perfect timing, actually, because we're, mm-hmm. you know, for well, for a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of time on our hands, isn't there, for the next yeah. four weeks? So this is, this is perfect. Yeah, it is. And also, from obviously, they had the big uh, comeback COVID special. I, I sort of hate calling it that, but I guess that's what it was. Um, and, and now that you're very aware that they're still, you know, they're a hospital and they're still working at the height of a pandemic, mm. but they're very much just made sort of they've looked to move the stories on and 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 it's back to to very much to soapland which i think is what people need yeah i think there's a there's a there's a certain element of soap which is escapism isn't it um and whilst it would be ridiculous for something like holby to ignore the pandemic clearly um it's kind of uh at the same time they kind of needed to deal with it and then move on i agree and get back into kind of soap soapland as you say um well, thank you very much for joining us, Victoria. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I'm hoping you'll be back next week to tell us some more gossip, if you can, please. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope thank so, too. <laughs> thank you. Right, Claire. Hi, Hannah. On, on to Emmerdale. So... It's a really big week, and you know anyone that listens to this podcast will know that I'm a slight fan of Moira and Kane, um, and I really, really do want them to get back together. Um, and there is a little glimmer of hope, I think, this week, perhaps. There is, there is. Um, it, so, so this week, poor Moira, she gets her decree nicely, and as she breaks down, she breaks down on Rona and says, you know, there's no saving my marriage. Look, this has come through. You know, where does this leave Kane and myself? You know, Kane and I. Um, but um, but I, I think there is hope, and I know you want hope, and all I do. all the fans want Kane and Moira to be back together again. That's that's they've been apart for a year now, and everyone's just just wanted the marriage to 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 survive all of this. Um, and it's quite telling that um, Sam asks Moira to calm Kane Kane down when um, Chaz has asked uh, Kane to to thump Jamie uh, for what he did to Belle. You know, Kane is, is yeah. you know, he's a bit of a bad boy. And, you know, what Jamie has done to Belle is just horrible and she's very vulnerable. So the whole family are really protective of her. But Sam thinks, no, we can't, you know, this isn't really a good place to be. And Moira, yes, yeah, she is the one that can calm Kane down. And I think that says a lot about their relationship still. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But they're in the... It's just classic soap world, isn't it? They're in the Dingle Barn and um, chatting, and Mackenzie locks them yeah. in, so they're kind of trapped together with absolutely no way out. And um, that's when we see, interestingly, that it's Moira wanting Kane to forgive her. And I suppose the question is whether he can. It, yes. So what we have to remember is that Moira did sleep with with Nate, who is Kane's son, and that's kind of a big mm. ask to go. Yeah, I can it's a bit you. of a thing to get over, isn't it? <laughs> and this time last year, when it all blew up, you know, Kane took his revenge. He got them out onto the boat. There was a big explosion. He threatened he threatened Nate with this this 
this, uh, I think it was a, a, a spanner. You know, there was it was really bloody. Uh, Moira was thrown over the boat when the boat went up. Was she dead? It was all, it was a massive, massive, massive episode. And, you know, Kane was really hurt, really, really hurt. At this point, he discovered that Nate was his son and that Nate had seduced Moira, um, you know, to get revenge on, on his dad for not being there for him because he hated the Dingles. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so this is a really, it's a really big thing for Kane to overcome. And I'm sure Moira really regrets her actions. And she, I think she's proved herself over the year to be, to be really loyal to Kane. They do obviously have a son together, Isaac, and they have been bringing up... Um, Kyle so there are mm. they have two small children as well in this marriage and mm. I'm really fingers crossed I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for for you Hannah or for our, or for the loyal fans <laughs> and say which way it goes but fingers crossed I have fingers and toes crossed I'm not going to lie okay so Coronation Street um Ray gets quite nasty with with Craig um, this week, doesn't he? He does. I, I think Craig's a really great character and he's the only policeman as we've always discussed in Coronation Street. And Ray is so nasty. He's, he's, just, he's just a horrible, horrible character. He's a really good villain. And we, what we have to remember is we're not that far off Coronation Street's 60th anniversary yeah. really not very far off so um so stuff's ramping up and, and heading towards whatever they're going to do as a big celebration um so last week we remember that or a couple of weeks ago rather that Keg stepped in and he, he took a bullet he got shot if you recall mm. hannah yeah I do. and um he was protecting the bistro and ray you know when scott tried to rob it um so chaos uh, so ray asks Craig to come in and suggest ways to beef up security because obviously this this worried Ray quite a bit. Um, and when he goes into the bistro, he just happens to see something mm. he shouldn't. Okay. So um, what is that? He spots Ray's blueprints for the redevelopment of the street. Oh. So we have talks. We have talked, haven't we? I, I joked early on that maybe the cobbles were going that they were going to tarmac it. So. Who knows? But there's a redevelopment for the street, and we know that we know that Ray has been buying all the houses up, or trying to buy the houses mm. up. Does mm. this? this uh, you can't, they can't. This this storyline presumably just can't keep continuing, and and because they can't redevelop that street, surely <laughs> that just 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 can't happen. <laughs> I would be horrified if they ripped the cobbles up and put tarmac down and put I don't exactly put, and white lines down the yeah, middle. Yeah, put something up in, instead of you know those really those really those, those um, cute kind of back to back houses, you know, with the with the ginnel running behind them. I don't know how many houses yeah. have ginnels running behind them now, but they, but it, that was a very Victorian, I think, a Victorian yeah. invention. It really was. It really was. Um, I yeah, I I can't see they've got it. They've got to end this storyline quite soon, I think. But he, he gets really nasty because he kind of, on the one hand, he promises. Um, Craig that he'll put in a good word for him because obviously he realises what's going on and then he promotes his girlfriend Faye but then all of a sudden he turns on him and says that he's going to make sure that Craig loses his job and he's going to demote Faye I mean he's such a horrid character yes yes that is that's really horrible so so Craig's never he's never been he's never been had a had a an active love life shall we say and so he's he's finally got Faye who he supported through her teenage pregnancy and they've been friends and he really is really sweet on her you know and 
you know, Faye's really chuffed. She's she's been um, she's been made you know training manager across all of Ray's quite considerable business empire. You know, so this is a big deal for her, and he doesn't want you know Craig does, doesn't want to let her down. And also, he, he you know he's a good policeman. He likes his job, mm. and he doesn't want he doesn't want to be sacked for 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 something that Ray's done. Yeah, absolutely. And we've also got. Um, uh, Peter Barlow turning to drink again, haven't we? Because um, he, he was beaten up and he, and he kind of hits the bottle um, and, has, and he has his cab stolen as well. So kind of everything's in a bad place for him. But I guess the question is, what does it mean for, for, for Carla and him? Because, of course, his drinking is, is a problem and their kind of relationship relies on him being sober. Yes, it does. It's, it was it's quite, quite a bit of a shock. So poor, poor Peter had his, had his cab stolen and a um, passerby saw him beaten and bloodied and he came over and says, oh, you're all right, mate. And he offers him a sip from his hip flask, which this passerby happened to be carrying. And uh, Peter's all, you know, it's not very nice being beaten, so he, he, just, he just weakened in a moment and he took a sip and that was that, really. It's not very COVID friendly, is it? No, should be doing that no. in any in any instance. Yeah, well, this yeah, that um, it's a very difficult one. I think um, you know you do kind of see the falling on and off off the wagon, I suppose. Um, but they kind of make a good couple, don't they? So I, I hope they I hope they make it. Well, through. They both they both have their demons. Both. You do. Drink demons, because Carla, Carla was also had, had a drink problem. You know, and this week, Peter doesn't just fall off a little bit with a sip. He falls right off, and he's found unconscious in the Rovers, and they, call, they take him to hospital because he's just drunk so much he can't stand up. Oh god. Okay. It's all it's all kicking off, isn't it? And it's particularly kicking off in EastEnders because over in the square, um this is, this is just unbelievable. So Cat and Phil are uh, are busy planning their heist, aren't they, <laughs> to steal the the classic cars from the the, the firm that Cat cleans for. Yes. Um, and Kush is the getaway driver. Now, the question is, will it go to plan? I feel that I can answer that, but I'm going to let you answer that. <laughs> well, who knows? But I, I don't know. So if you choose your getaway driver, surely surely he needs to be sort of seasoned in this sort of thing. And I'm not sure that Kush <laughs> is a seasoned getaway driver. I'm not actually sure that no. Kat's really, you know, this 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 criminal that can, that can steal classic cars. Can she drive? I mean, you've got to steal cars. Classic cars. You're going to have to drive them away, I guess, and they... I mean, it was a bad duo anyway, wasn't yeah. it, Cat and Phil, really? And now it's an even worse I trio. I mean, it's just not going to work out for them. You can. The thing is, though, they can't all be banged up for Christmas, surely. We need these characters. That's the only thing that's in the back of my mind here is, is that, you know, producers can't afford to let these three go. No, no. So who knows how this heist is going to go? But I would imagine it's it's going to have some drama. The EastEnders always give these kind of things drama. And it's going to be... I think it's going to be quite fun. It's kind of a bit... A bit lighter perhaps than some of the other storylines so long as nobody gets hurt and it's just stealing cars yeah and so we've also got um over in uh, over in the square we've got Denise she's got there's a a good thing that's happening um she's getting a nice surprise because um her sister returns from Scotland um so that that's that's a nice thing but I I just can't bear this bit I really can't I'm going to try and gloss over it really quickly but again my love for Linda and Mick is is great and um 
unfortunately, uh, some sparks fly between Linda and Max, um, don't they? Yes. The sparks, oh, please. <laughs> sparks have been flying for quite some time, though, Henny. You know this. They have, but not this much. This is... This is fireworks. Yeah. It's firework week, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, um, during lockdown, Linda and Max had been had been zooming each other, and then once once in the summer when we were, when we were in that um, when we were allowed out again, they were they were sort of chatting, and then she she took that sip of a, of a drink, and he was there for her, and there was a moment um, when they sort of kissed and then quickly pulled back. And uh, so, so this, so they've been meeting because her son Ollie and his granddaughter Abby have been having a play date. So that's that's really nice. Um, but you know, Max is lonely. Uh, he's split up from Ruby, and he hasn't really had a, a, a girlfriend since then. And uh, you know, poor Mick. He's you know he's in he's in trauma of his own, and he's he's in his own headspace, and he's not really not really dealing with anything around him. So um, he's not talking to Linda. Uh, and she perhaps feels she doesn't know what's wrong with her husband, but they've had they have had a lot of issues lately. So maybe she feels yeah. that the mm. marriage isn't quite where she wants it to be. Um, and there's this spark between Max and Linda. He's attentive. Max, yeah, he is attentive. Max has got something, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he always has had something, yeah. but not. Not as much as Mick, I'm sorry to say. But not as much. <laughs> she should be careful, you know, because Sharon spots the look between them and does warn Max off. Oh, God, Sharon, she's got to get in there everywhere, hasn't she? She has. She's very good at this sort of thing. And, um, you know, Linda and Sharon are very good friends, you know, so... You know, Linda. They they sold the pub, and Sharon has taken over as landlady. But Linda is still is still there helping Sharon out, and they've still got that bond. I mean, it would be it yeah. would be nice, you know, because because Ian bought bought the pub for Sharon um, out of you know his guilt for for um, being part of the the reason why her son Denny died. Um, but you know, like he's got massive financial massive financial problems and whether will he be able to keep the pub and will linda ever get back mm. oh no let's hope so let's hope this all just sorts itself out <laughs> a bit like moira and kane i'm burying my head in the sand um okay so hollyoaks um another another great week in hollyoaks um we've got obviously sid's uh, devastating accident was last week and it's kind of up to steve to um I suppose, tell him just how it will impact his life. Um, t- tell us some more about what's going to happen this week. Cause it's, pretty, it's pretty heavy, isn't it? It is really heavy. So this, this drug storyline continues, and it's going to continue for quite some time. You know, um, you know, Paul said last week he had this life-changing, devastating accident when he, t- he took too much ketamine, massive amounts. Um, and so this is a big shock for the whole of Hollyoaks village. You know, what is going on? Is there a drugs problem here? Yes, there's a massive one. And suddenly the adults wake up um, and go, wow. Mm. Um, and um, Marnie sees an exchange between Juliet, her, her step-granddaughter, and Victor, you know, this horrible, horrible drug person. And she's really, really suspicious. Marnie's, Marnie's great. She's, she, she owns Salon de Terre. And um, but she's 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 a smart cookie. Um, and when she has, you know, when the locals get together to to discuss this shocking drug problem, uh, Marnie recognises that the uh, the signs that Juliet 
in Juliet. And um, she thinks, wow, I think Juliet might well be involved. And so she gets hold of Juliet's phone and uses it to phone Victor. And she confronts this really nasty, vicious drug dealer. Mm. So she, That's going to get nasty, it isn't is. it? And, you know, he's a drug dealer and a bloke and a lot bigger than, than, than Marnie. And she's, you know... She's quite petite, you know. We, she's put herself in grave danger. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't have anything on her. She's not like she goes with a gun or... A, and even if you did, no. it's a really dangerous thing to take a, take a, to, to take a gun and, or anything to, to protect herself. Is this going to be a sticky... Do we, do we foresee a sticky end here? I don't know, but I think something nasty might well happen. Mm. Well, it is a drama after all, yes. to be honest. <laughs> Hanging on a cliff edge there. Um, and there's also more um, drama for Toby, isn't there? Um, because he he finds out that Lisa's body might um, make an unscheduled reappearance at Mitchell and Scott's wedding hotel. Yes. So whenever you me- murder someone in a soap, do make sure you bury the body properly. <laughs> because they always have a habit of turning up yeah this is just kind of a weird story (laughs) i know it really is they just i'm not sure that many bodies turn up just like this in in normal life but we we, as we remember back at back at uh, mitchell and scott's wedding toby hates his his brother mitchell and he accidentally killed lisa because he really wanted to kill mitchell but mitchell had room 13 in the hotel and he made lisa swap with him because he felt that 13 was bad luck and actually it was yeah it really was (laughs) so he he wasn't in the room poor 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 lisa was snuggled under the duvet as you are and um so when toby went into the room he couldn't see who was under the duvet he didn't know that it wasn't his brother he just he just saw a body you know a body shape mm. under the duvet mm. and um so so unfortunately he murdered lisa um and um so while they're at the wedding and all their finery him and his sister managed to bury the body on the hotel grounds and this week they're obviously doing work in the hotel grounds and suddenly this body is is you know about to come yeah. back up can they can they keep mm. their secret it was not a big enough hole was no. it or deep enough <laughs> hole oh no this is oh I, god it's, it's kind of a weird storyline this it one is. particularly but I, it's almost a bit silly versus the kind of the, the drug dealing yes. you know part of it because the thing is if you think about yourself Hannah when you go to a wedding and Celeste would have been one you're in your nice dress and your high heels you're not really up for digging a big hole are you no no I guess not no I suppose it give it some context you're right (laughs) (laughs) well that is absolute another brilliantly bumper week in Soapland isn't it I mean we could talk so much more it's still getting better and better and I can only hope that lockdown doesn't doesn't affect them this time because we're on a real roll thank you so much to both of you um for for joining this week and we will be sure to be back next week thanks ever so much 